So this is a bonus special episode of Pod is Dead. And by bonus, I mean we were supposed to do an episode this week on the apocalypse, um, but it got delayed by the apocalypse. So I'm just doing a quick run here for the apocalypse as a little treat. Uh, I wanted to talk about movies that you can watch while you're quarantined at home that are sort of um, hmm, pandemic-related for fun, you know, because why would you want to watch a comedy or a feel-good movie when you could watch a movie that's sort of about the thing that's already going on outside in the real world to cheer you up? So I am partly pulling this off of a list from Vulture. Vulture Vulture.com has a article called The 58 Best Pandemic Movies to Binge in Quarantine. I may add some of my own. I may not. Uh, I prepared for this about as much as I prepare for any episode, which is to say, not at all. So let's start with uh, the first item on the list, Outbreak. Uh, the 1995 movie has a lot of stars in it. Um, it has, um, see, my level of pre- preparation is really kicking in at this point because I just watched this movie and I can't remember anybody who's in it. Suffice it to say, it's got a lot of famous people in it. Uh, who were at least famous in 1995. It's the story of a contagion virus that gets out of, I think it's Africa, and um, turns out there's also some big government plot behind it, uh, and so on. So this movie is entertaining in a kind of like mid-90s action movie schlocky way. Uh, It has, I want to say Patrick Dempsey as Patient Zero. I think it's Patrick Dempsey. Um... So if you're into that kind of thing, um, definitely check this out. Um, don't expect uh, <laughs> accuracy, um, but you know, you, you'll know you have a grand old time. It's got um, screaming monkeys. It's got all sorts of awful looking uh, gore. And um, it's got uh, a lot of famous actors in it who, again, I, I you know, this is remembering proper names is like, that's like my kryptonite. If I was Superman and somebody asked me to name an actor from a movie, that would be it for me. Uh, The next one on the list actually is one a lot of people have been talking about lately. Uh, I think it's on, I want to say Netflix, but it could be wrong. It actually might be Hulu. If it's not Hulu, it's Amazon Prime. One of those. It's out there somewhere called Contagion. Uh, This is, I want to say 2011 movie. The Steven Soderbergh uh, movie, who also did, um, oh, Magic Mike, I think. I might be saying, I might be doing that wrong, but I think that was him. Um, it's how do I put it? I just rewatched it recently because I think a lot of people have done this. It's really good up to a point. It's pretty factual in how it presents. Um, like a pandemic spreading across the globe, and there's a lot of points that hit actually pretty close to home with everything that's going on right now. But um, <laughs> there's there's some really weak points. The um, Jude Law plays this guy who's like this is 2011, so he's a blogger, right? And that was like a you know a thing back then. Um, no offense, Matt Iglesias. Uh, and he plays like, but he plays like this like you know I want to say almost like an Alex Jones type of character, except less interesting somehow who's like saying this is all part of a plot and you know you need to take this particular type of drug because it's going to work and of course it doesn't work but 
you know, um, he's he's like the conspiracy theorist type. And he's just like in this movie for some reason. I don't really know why, honestly. I think they just had to have like a foil, but it seems like he's just sort of like inserted uh, to, to like increase the drama. Um, other than that, it's it's good quality in places. It's actually kind of refreshing to watch people who are competent at their jobs discussing things in a non-silly, non-dumb way. Um, but yeah, again, Jude Law's character kind of breaks it apart a little bit. Um, and it sort of just tries to be schlocky towards the end. I think tonally it doesn't work. But uh, yeah, definitely watch it because it is really interesting and parts of it really do uh, feel familiar, especially right now. Uh, there's this another one that me and Rachel watch. And by the way, Rachel is at work right now, so this is why this is a bonus episode, and it's just me. Apologies. Um, this is one that we watched together called The Flu. It's a South Korean film. Didn't expect much out of it because, to be honest, the um, and I'm 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 very much a buy a book by its cover type of person. I hate to admit that, but the cover makes it look like one of these really. I want to say like a B movie types. Um, just kind of looks like a college made uh, film, but the actual film itself is like it's a big budget Korean movie. It's really good. It's kind of hokey in places, but um, I think that might be just a matter of like um, preference. And it's actually a pretty quality film. It's got some moments that are really like gripping, um, and I highly recommend it. Again, it's about. Uh, they call it H5N1 in this case, the virus that like starts wiping out the population. Um, but it's really good. It's actually really heartfelt and also really gripping and even funny in some places. So uh, what can I say? Um, there's some other recommendations on here that I haven't seen. One called The Cassandra Crossing with Sophia Loren, Martin Sheen, Ava Gardner, and Burt Lancaster. Uh, it says it's a film about a European train that is attacked by Swedish terrorists and infected with a deadly pathogen. I have not watched it yet, but it is on my list. Um, there's another one called Infection. It's a Japanese movie. It's another one that I have not seen. I think it's a little bit more um, cartoony, shall we say. Uh, there's an Indian film called Virus from 2019. It's about a virus outbreak and how the local community tries to stop it. Apparently, it's based on true events. Um, I've seen part of this next one called The Bay. Uh, this is from uh, a number of years ago. Um, to be honest, it was one of those movies that I think I watched when I had the flu, and um, I don't remember most of it. So I think it was kind of low quality. It's one of those found footage type of movies, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so, uh, you know, but if you're bored at home and you got all this time to kill, and hopefully your bills are getting paid and you're not having to sit around worrying about your bills getting paid, here's some movies to watch. Um, if you are having to sit around and worry about your bills getting paid, maybe this will take your mind off it. Who knows? Um, let's see. I'm going down the list. There's another one um, called Carriers, which is actually really good. It's surprising. It stars Chris Pine sort of before his, like, Star Trek fame. Um, and... Uh, the description here is about a group of friends trying to outrun a pandemic who realize their journeys of the evils of man are just as threatening as any virus. It's available on Netflix. Uh, it is a really good movie. Um, I highly recommend it. It's uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, there's another one actually here, and I've got this on my list to watch, called The Last Days. Uh, it's an affliction called The Panic. has swept across humanity, causing people to become severely agoraphobic, which is a really interesting premise to me. 
Um, there's another one, and I have seen this one called Pontypool. That's spelled P-O-N-T-Y-P-O-O-L. Um, it may only be available to rent, like on iTunes. It's really good. At least I thought it was really good. Um, it's a Canadian film. It takes place mostly. It's one of these single room types of movies. It takes place mostly in a uh, radio studio with a DJ, and this is like an overnight program that he runs and he starts getting calls that become stranger and stranger and starts to realize that there's something very terrible going on in the world outside and I think it's actually done really really well it was a surprising movie to me because I wasn't expecting anything going into it and uh you know it uh it, it, as the kids say it slaps um want to get more into zombie type of movies depending on what you're into um i'm not the type of person who likes like um campy zombie movies i think it can have its place but i'm more interested in like the the realistic quote-unquote zombie movies so i like like um 28 days later 28 weeks later as well uh directed by danny boyle uh 28 weeks later also has jeremy renner in it which hey i'm remembering proper names again um I really liked them. They're not to everybody's tastes. They're darker and grittier, um, but I think they're good. They're about, uh, I, I don't even know if I would call it like a zombie epidemic because it's something like rage that happens to them. People become infected and then they get very, very angry and they run very, very fast. So it is not like a slow moving zombie movie. Uh, there's the 1978 Dawn of the Dead. They're also recommending. I also liked actually the remake Dawn of the Dead um, from. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the date wrong, but I'm gonna say 2005. Um, was actually directed by the guy who um, also directed uh, Batman versus Superman. Who again? Names are escaping me again. Um, which take that as you will. Dawn of the Dead. The remake was actually really good. It had. I remember it had Ving Rhames and it had the main character from Modern Family in it. It's really tightly paced. It's the zombie story where a group of people get stuck in a shopping mall and have to figure out how to get out. Um, but it was really, really well done, I thought. Um, there's a few others. Uh, there's one called Train to Busan. Um, this is on, I want to say it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, this is a really good movie. And again, this was a movie that surprised me. This is another South Korean film. Um, it's probably one of the best zombie movies uh, out there. Um, depending on what kind of zombie movie you're into, this is really, really good. A lot of it takes place on a train, you know, as the title indicates. Um, but I absolutely recommend it. It is done very, very well. Um, so moving on. Oh, God, they're recommending World War Z and I Am Legend. Listen, um, the book World War Z by Max Brooks who, if I remember correctly, I think he's actually the son of, um, uh, oh, God, again with names. Like, I could just sit here and Google stuff, but then you'd hear me typing. Uh, the guy who directed uh, Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. Thank you. There we go. Um, but it, the book is really, really good because it's told, like, very factually. Um, it's meant to be kind of like a historical document of the things that happened during this crisis which again, it's like a zombie apocalypse, but it's very believable. It's one of the more like believable zombie stories I've read. Uh, the movie, take it as you will, I thought it was kind of, I don't know if I wanna say boring, but just shoddy. Uh, it's got Brad Pitt in it. 
Uh, take that for what you will. I, I don't recommend it, but it's, it fills the time, I guess. Um, this is more at the end of the list at this point. I Am Legend with Will Smith. Um, I guess it's entertaining to a point. Um, he lives alone in a world that is bereft of most humans. There's a bunch of these um, creatures that only come out at night. They're sort of like humans. Um, I'm not going to give away the ending, but I will say that they changed the ending to make it look more like Will Smith was the hero. And the book, or actually it's a short story, and it's based on, um, the ending is much more complicated than that. Um, and our hero was kind of an anti-hero. Um, I actually would recommend reading the short story, I Am Legend, um, rather than watching the movie. But if you want to watch the movie, uh, you know, it's got some good parts. So, uh, there's a couple of other ones they're recommending here. There's one called Here Alone, which I do want to watch. A uh, woman lives in isolation after losing her daughter and husband is buried under the guilt of surviving without them, but her life changes when she meets a teen girl and her stepdad. I've heard it's good. It's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. There's another one that I keep trying to make my way through, but I keep getting interrupted, and it's not because the movie is bad. It's just because, for whatever reason, it's just one of those movies that I can't finish called It Comes at Night. It's a relatively recent one. Um, I think the trailers made it look a little bit more like a horror movie than it actually is. I think it's more of like a slow burn drama. Um, but it does come highly recommended. Um, and aside from that, speaking of um, Ion Legend, there was actually an older movie with Charlton Heston called The Omega Man, uh, which is based on the same short story. Um, probably worth a watch as well. I know I've seen it. I can't remember a whole lot about it. Um, and then they're also recommending, like, the Resident Evil franchise. Listen, I, I personally like Resident Evil. I liked, I really liked the first two movies. I just did. Um, the rest of them, I guess if you've got time to kill, you know, make it a, make it a marathon. Um, but good Lord, there's a lot of movies out there. Um, 12 Monkeys is really good. I don't know if it's, like, apocalypse type of movie. It's a good sci-fi movie. 12 Monkeys is a really good movie. It's from 1996. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt again. But it's, like, actually a good Brad Pitt movie. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Um, Children of Men is another one. If you haven't seen Children of Men, you probably heard it recommended before. Uh, the stars Clive Owen, Julianne Moore. Um, it's a really good movie, and it's it's very, very believable movie set in the not-too-distant future. Um, it's after an event that happened where women can no longer bear children and kind of like um, the results of a society that's now aging with no one to replace it. It's a very, very good movie, and I highly recommend it. Um, kind of going down the list here, they list some other ones like Maggie, um, starring Abigail Breslin, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it's good. It's about a guy who, I think it's his daughter, is slowly becoming a zombie, and he goes on a trip to try to save her. It's good, but it doesn't. It kind of pulls its punches a little bit. Um, so, yeah, let's, you know, try it out. Um, aside from that, I'm not going to go a whole lot further down this list. There are There are actually 58 movies on this list. And there's a lot of them. Shaun of the Dead, obviously, that's a very good one. Um, it's kind of like the quintessential zombie horror movie. It does it really well. Um, it does it really well, actually, because the horror is real. Like, the comedy is very good, and it's funny, and it's a good 
like subversive take on the genre, but the horror is actually done really well and it sort of, you know, makes the movie feel more real. Um, they also recommend Cabin Fever. That's an Eli Roth movie. It's very gory. Um, I think I liked it, but I'm not big into gore and I'm not big into Eli Roth, so I it's not part of my recommended list. Aside from that, um, oh yeah, I'm going to end on this one. Um, Rec, R-E-C, is a Spanish horror film. It's very good. I absolutely love it. Um, it's, I'm trying to remember the whole movie is done in found footage style. I can't remember. Um, it's about a woman who, I think she's like a reporter, and she goes on site with some either firefighters or something else. I may be getting the plot mixed up because there's actually an American uh, version of the movie called Quarantine. Um, it's okay. It's not as good as the Spanish version. Um, they made a Rec 2 and a 3 and I think a 4. I could be wrong. Honestly, they're all good in some way. The first is the best. I think the fourth one is about like a zombie outbreak at a wedding and it's just, it's dumb and it's amazing. Um, I highly recommend it. But yeah, definitely watch Rec, the original. If you can find it, I think it's available on Prime. So I'm going to go ahead and end there. Um, I'm going to put maybe an email out there if you guys have any more recommendations for movies to watch that are pandemic related. Um, and I'd also be interested to know um, what kinds of movies you actually would want to watch during a quote unquote apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would call what we're in right now, but um, I actually like to watch these kinds of movies. I kind of like to it's not really it's it's a sort of a meta version of escapism i don't know where you're sort of like watching worst case scenarios about what you're currently going through but i'd be interested to know what what types of other people what types of movies other people watch to either get away from it or connect to it or one thing or another so i'm going to go ahead and end here this is a relatively short one but it's just a little bonus and hopefully we'll have a full-size apocalypse uh, episode out for you maybe this week, but don't hold me to it because we're terrible with time. All right, see you next time.